everyone, and welcome back to Short Stories for Kids, the magical podcast of story adventures. And now we have a very special birthday request to give to Matilda, who is a new premium member, and she will be seven on the 26th of August. Matilda lives in London, England, and she has asked for a story with a tiger in it, which will be coming out very soon. So look out for that, Matilda, and thank you for joining the premium channel. And now it's time for today's story request. My mom and dad got me a premium subscription for my birthday, and I would like to make a short story request. I would like the story to be about my brother Jack and I. My brother is one years old. We are from Sydney, Australia. I love playing soccer and watching the Matildas who are Australia's women's soccer team. I would like a story about my brother and I playing soccer and winning the grand final. I would like Australian animals in the story, including kangaroos, cockatoos, koalas, and a platypus. It had been an amazing summer of soccer as far as Lara was concerned. She had, along with her little brother Jack, enjoyed watching the Women's World Cup. And although Lara's favorite team, the Australian side, known as the Matildas, hadn't reached the final, she'd still enjoyed every minute of it. But all good things must come to an end, and so it was with the Women's World Cup. Suddenly, it was over. What should we do now, Jack? said Lara, as they stood on the back lawn and kicked a ball back and forth between them. Jack, being somewhat younger than Lara, was concentrating on the ball coming towards him. He swung his foot backwards, and then it fired forward, striking the ball off-center. It spun sideways, bouncing as it went, and was promptly swallowed up by a hole in the fence. Oh, Jack, we've lost the ball, laughed Lara. She wasn't too worried about it as she jogged over. He hadn't kicked it that hard. But when she bent down to look through the hole, she was surprised to see an animal on the other side. It was a quokka, and it was clutching their ball. Hey, said Lara, do you mind? But the quokka wasn't hanging about. It bounded away, the ball firmly in its grip. That quokka's stolen our ball, yelped Lara as she squeezed through the gap. It was only just big enough for her to fit through. She went to sprint after the disappearing quokka until a cry alerted her that Jack was trying to follow. She turned around, helped him through, and then the pair of them gave chase, with Lara holding Jack's hand firmly. They scrambled through bushes, under trees, over a stream, and out into an open grassy area that Lara had never seen before. She was quite sure that she knew her neighborhood well and she knew they hadn't run far, but this park was completely and utterly new to her, and it wasn't empty either. It appeared to contain a very large group of animals, and it was towards these animals that they were chasing the quokka. Oh, I've got one, I've got one! The excited quokka was shouting. The waiting animals were all delighted with the news. The cockatoos were squawking, the red kangaroos were bouncing, 
and the frilled neck lizards were running around in circles with excitement. Puffing and panting, Laura and Jack arrived in the middle of all this. Excuse me, she said firmly, a little red-faced. But that's our ball. May I have it back, please? All at once, the animals stopped and looked directly at them. What about a soccer tournament? asked a koala, its voice heavy with disappointment. Yeah, said a possum. We were really looking forward to it. We had the team sorted out and everything. We only needed a ball, said the quarker quietly. He let it drop from his hands and roll towards Jack. Oh, said Laura. I see, but you shouldn't take things. The polite thing to do is ask. Sorry, said the quarker. I don't suppose you'd uh, let us borrow your ball, please? Yay, said Jack, and he clumsily bounced it back to the quarker. Lara nodded her agreement. There is just one condition, said Lara quickly before everyone got too excited. You let Jack and I play too. My team's short of a couple of players, grinned the quarker. It's a deal. The animals had marked out the edge of the pitch by laying sticks end to end, while the goals were marked by piles of dry eucalyptus leaves. Laura thought they'd done a good job. There were 16 teams in total, made up of all manner of Australian creatures. Laura and Jack found themselves on a team with a platypus, an echidna, a wombat, a bilby, a tree kangaroo, two rainbow lorikeets, the quokka, and playing in goal, a cassowary. So, have any of you played soccer before? asked Laura enthusiastically. No, mate, said the platypus. Never had a ball before. Well, we tried with a stone, but it really hurt our toes, complained the bilby. But you do know how to play, Lara asked, sounding worried. I mean, you know the rules. Oh, yeah, we know the rules, all right, said the tree kangaroo. We watch the Women's World Cup, added the bilby. We're all practically experts now. A whistle blasted and everyone turned to see a saltwater crocodile ordering his first two teams onto the pitch. That's us, said the quokka with a grin. Come on. Wait, has our team got a name? Lara asked. Well, it's your bull, replied the quokka. So how about Lara's Eleven? Lara's Eleven, cheered Jack with approval. Lara's Eleven were playing the Outbackers, a team made up of a group of surprisingly small creatures and captained by the tiniest of them all, a hairy-footed Donart. The little fellow looked like a mouse, but despite his size, he was full of energy. We're gonna smash your team, he said to the Quokka as they prepared for kickoff. The whistle blew and the hairy-footed Donart booted the ball with all his might. It was a surprisingly good kick for such a little guy. A green tree frog took the pass and began dribbling the ball down the left wing. But the Lara's Eleven, Echidna, moved to block her way. A quick tackle, and the Echidna took possession, passing the ball over the heads of a little penguin to land at the feet of Lara. She broke into a run, dodging past a Dibola, a Numbat, and a Budgerigar, up ahead was the goal mouth, where a sugar glider crouched, ready to stop the ball. 
Laura faked a shot to the left, causing the sugar glider to dive that way before effortlessly tapping it home to the right. Goal! yelled the quawker. Jack ran up and squeezed his sister tightly. The first goal of the tournament was theirs. The Outbackers put up a good game, but their size was constantly against them. With the final score an impressive 8-0, Lara's 11 were through to the quarterfinals. Well played, said the hairy-footed Donart. He didn't seem too bothered at all that they lost. We played a good game, didn't we? Almost had you there. Lara's team settled down to watch the other games, impressed by how the animals played. The best team were the Dingo Dynamos, comprising several large animals that had size, speed, and power. They're going to be hard to beat, pointed out Lara. Well, he's hoping we don't get them in the next round, answered the Quaka. Fortunately, they didn't. Their quarterfinal game was against the Down Unders. They were mostly made up of snakes and lizards, but worryingly had a large fruit batting goal. It was going to be hard to get the bell past the bat's broad, leathery wings. Lara's eleven had won the toss, so the saltwater crocodile blew the whistle and the platypus kicked off. It was a very different game this time. The snakes would use their long bodies to rise up and head the ball, taking possession again and again. The Lara Eleven's goalkeeper, the Cassowary, had to work hard to stop the relentless attack on goal. By halftime, she'd stopped countless attempts, but two had got past her, scored by a spiky lizard called a thorny devil. Oh, we're two one down, announced the Quarker. If we don't get our act together, we'll never make the semi-finals. Well, they keep pushing into our half with their whole team. If we could just get the ball over their heads, we'd have a clear run at goal, pointed out Lara. Leave it to us, said one of the rainbow lorry Keats. And they did exactly that. The wombat cleared the ball from the penalty box, keeping it higher than the snakes could reach. The lorry Keats in turn headed the ball on until it dropped into the empty and undefended other half. That was all Lara needed. She sprinted forward alongside the quarker, and a quick pass near the opposing goal was enough to confuse the fruit bat and level the score. Now Lara's eleven knew how to beat the down-unders. As the referee blew the whistle to end the match, they were 4-2 up. We're in the semis, cheered the quarker. The Dingo Dynamos won their quarterfinal game easily, but they were drawn against Oz United, led by a very talented Tasmanian Devil for their semi-final game. Lara's team watched that very tense and closely fought game, concerned that regardless of who won, they were going to struggle to beat either. Their semi-final game wasn't so bad though. The team was largely made up of kookaburras, cockatoos and magpies but their star player was a sea lion. Unfortunately for him, unfortunately for them, she got red carded for biting the echidna, meaning it ended up being an easy win for Lara's eleven. We're through to the final, yelled Lara as they poured off onto the pitch to celebrate. But that meant dealing with the dingo dynamos. Oh, they're all so much bigger than us, said the quarker as they studied the team. 
two dingoes, two red kangaroos, a gray kangaroo, an emu, a whiptail wallaby, a tiger quoll, a wedge-tail eagle, a superb lyra bird, and in gull, Australia's largest lizard, a parenti. I guess we're just going to have to do our best, said Laura. The game did not start well. Laura's eleven had possession of the ball at kickoff, but a missed kick by the wombat lost the ball to the grey kangaroo, who powered the ball forward. The kangaroos and wallaby were just too quick, and Laura's side couldn't defend properly. It was their only goalkeeper, the Kazawari, that saved the day. Ah, oh, that was close, said the quaka. We've got to do better than that. This time, Laura's team were more cautious as they approached the opposing half, keeping the ball moving between their players. But they struggled to make progress. By halftime, it was just nil-nil. Laura's eleven crashed out onto the pitch side and quenched their thirst with water. Oh, we're not doing great out there, complained the quaka. I disagree, said Laura. They're bigger than us, but we're holding our own. They've not put one past us yet. Well, maybe we steal him with a chance, suggested the platypus. Come on, we're back on. The second half wasn't much different from the first, until bizarrely, the ball vanished for a moment. It suddenly reappeared near the Laura's eleven goal at the feet of one of the red kangaroos. So sudden was all this that it caused the cassowary off guard. They'd scored. Oh no, said Laura, feeling deflated. Surely they couldn't win now. Wait a minute, said the quaka. The ref's not happy. The saltwater crocodile approached the red kangaroo and pointed to her pouch. He then lifted his red card and sent her off. Oh my, said the wombat. She must have hidden the ball in her pouch to get close to our goal. The goal was disallowed. There was still everything to play for, and now Dingo Dynamos were a player down. This time, when Lara's Eleven attacked, they were able to push all the way up the pitch. A clever pass by one of the lorikeets landed the ball at Lara's feet, right in front of the goal. She struck it hard, but it bounced off the long lizard's tail, right to Jack. He brought his foot back and kicked, spinning the ball in an awkward curve that utterly outfoxed the keeper. Goal! screamed Lara. There were just seconds to go, and despite a brave effort, the dynamos couldn't equalize. The final whistle sounded, signaling that Lara's eleven had won. Once the celebrations had died down, the ref brought over the ball and thanked Lara and Jack for letting them all use it. Oh, you're welcome, said Lara. In fact, anytime you want to borrow it, just ask. Well, how about same time next week, suggested the quaka. You're on, grinned Lara. The end.